also his daughter. Hello. Bitch, I said we're doing the intro. Anyways. <laughs> Hello, besties. Hey. How are we you all? Little couch detectives. We hope you've missed us because we've missed you. I've missed all of you. All of yeah. you wonderful listeners. All of your ear holes that I love to touch with my voice. Right. That sounded like kind of creepy. But it's good for this time of season. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've been a little MIA, but we're back now. So come join us. Chat with us. We're going to talk about some spooky shit, what the month of October looks like for us, and some pretty famous, I don't know if I'd say crimes, criminals, murders, mysteries, but all of the things that have happened in the month of October and specifically on Halloween. So, pop that top, pack that bowl, and come on and stay a spell. Light it up, light it up, light it up. Hello, everyone. Hi again, friends. We have missed you guys. But the good news is, yes, yes we have. even though one out of two of us have had COVID for like weeks at a time, and I'm sure by my, I'm not going to say it was me, voice, but it wasn't me. <laughs> you can, Stop coughing. You're scaring people. I know. People. I know. So long story short, went on my bachelorette, had a fabulous time. Mind you, all of us were fully vaccinated. Two of us came back, ended up getting COVID. Um, I was one of the two, unfortunately got better. And now I have mother fucking bronchitis. And she sounds like a sexy dude. It's so cool. I know. Anytime I get sick, I'm like, I feel like I'm meeting a new person for the first time. It's like that Scarlett Johansson raspiness. And I'm always sad to see it go. Yeah. This is how dating should go. Right. (laughs) You get to see a new person all the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so i feel 100 percent better covid kind of sucked because i had a fever for a few days which was not fun at all and Y'all just understand. constant running i didn't see nose. her for she didn't show up anywhere on anything for a week yeah a week i got a message on my phone from her <laughs> saying she had covid and i freaked out <laughs> So just so you all know, for a week straight, she was on her little bachelorette party and she had all this fun and I got all these pretty like pictures of them, you know, turning up and then suddenly she comes home and she's missing for a week. I literally was about to do a podcast about her for all (laughs) y'all. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And what sucked is it happened like when I had so much planned. So I was supposed to come home. I was supposed to get all my wisdom teeth out like the Wednesday once we got home. Then I was supposed to go back the following week to get like a really good like deep cleaning in and tooth whitening. And then I was also supposed to go to a hair appointment. And then I was supposed to go start this second little project work side hustle thing. And so I had to push that off. So now with this side hustle, I have to get tested every single day for COVID. So it's good because I'm testing negative like I have been for like over a week now. But this bronchitis and this cough just do not go away. 
and it's annoying. It sounds worse than I feel, if that makes sense, but I do get really winded talking. So I'm going to try to not cough so much in the mic. But anyways, so it's the month of October. We love spooky season, spooky mm-hmm. shit. And there's been a lot of stuff going on. So it's funny though. I do have to say, I love the spooky season, but I hate being scared. I love being <laughs> that, like strange. That's strange, isn't it? I love all the spooky shit. I love like zombies and all this other crap. Dude, I will get into this whole like zombie mode one day and I will not sleep for like two weeks straight because I feel like I'm going to miss the zombie apocalypse and how it starts. Damn it. I forgot to fill my cup and I'm thirsty. Anyway. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I love spooky things and I like being scared because I'm always such a planner and like I think so far ahead that the whole getting scared because shit's popping about of nowhere and like you get the scare jumps, like it's weird, but it makes me feel alive because I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't really plan that. Oh shit, this is really happening. This is really going down. That bitch is possessed. This dude's chasing me with the chainsaw through the corn maze. Like whatever it is, I just love it. <laughs> See, I love all that, but like if I'm if I feel scared. I'm like, no, I don't like this. I don't like any of this. Oh my God, this is scary, blah, blah, blah. And then I start turning it down a little bit. But then like once Halloween pops up, I'm like, I want all the scary shit possible to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So we love the spooky shit. So I was Mm -hmm. trying to think of what I wanted to cover. So if any of you have been following true crime, Gabby Petito is like, a huge thing right now. She's taking it like social media by storm. She is everywhere you look. There are constant updates about her. So I kind of talked with Mikey for like a couple of weeks, like the last week of me being sick with COVID. And then all this week, I'm like, you know, I really want to cover the Gaddy Petito case. One, it would obviously be like a series of episodes, right? Yeah. Probably would do something now, yeah. something once they catch him, if they catch him, and, and then, then if they catch him, stuff during the trial. The like it would be, was. Yeah, it would be like yeah. an ongoing. But then I came across a post on Reddit and it was just like, we know Gabby Petito was a beautiful person and we are so sorry for her family and their loss, but let's not forget the thousands of other missing women of all ages and colors and backgrounds that have also gone missing in this country. And then there was also it's people. It's not just that, though. Like, if you really think about it, that whole thing we talked about, like, when we first started this whole, you know, podcast about the conspiracies that could be out there and th- theories and stuff like that, this popped up out of nowhere. And it's just one random girl she's not popular by any means she's not extremely famous you know she's known in her town by all of her friends and family but like she's just some rant just another random woman you know so yes i do technically agree with that whole like you know there are other people out there yes there is but why is this one girl being put all over the media well she had a pretty big following on youtube for her van life thing she had like you know, quite a following there. And then Brian had a quite a following and they were always hashtagging the van life thing. And her I social mean, they're media. They're not like the Kardashians though. So like 
it's yeah, just very it strange that like people to post it everywhere and then it goes viral on tiktok because a million people viewed it like i get that though I, I do get that stuff tiktok makes things more popular than they need to be but anyways i digress that's it's, yes the point. that's true so like i was telling mikey we could do cabby petite ugh, gabby petito but then when I saw that post that was like, let us not forget all the other missing people out there. There's tons of women of different colors and ages and backgrounds that are still missing that have been missing for years. And we also have men that have gone missing, which I know there's been two bodies that have been recovered in the same area where she was recovered from. And one of them was a male person who had gone missing from the same area. So I'm glad that like, that family now has some closure and at least the body or the remains. Cause I guess he had been missed for a while. Um, but I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't want to do an episode on Gabby Petito to get a huge influx of like listeners or listenership, you know, and then like it dies down or whatever. And then it picks Speaking back up with later new on. listenership. We do have new countries that I wanted to shout out really quickly. I think the last time I did an update, we had just had like India, Malaysia, Brazil, and South Africa. And then we got Denmark, South Korea. This week we've had someone from the Netherlands, Sweden, Greece, and Japan listen to the podcast. So that's pretty exciting. We're also at like 600 plays across all 20 of our episodes. There are about half of them that have like the majority of the plays. So thanks you for everybody wonderful who's listening. 600 people. I love every single one of you. Yes. Thank you for everyone that gives the podcast a chance. So anywho, yeah, I didn't want to just do the Gabby, the Gabby Petito case just to get an influx of like listeners one, there's so much conspiracy out there. There is so much shit that is just from people like us who are little couch detectives theorizing and giving our input. Not to mention there's like falsification, you know, like whenever there's a big case happening, people give false tips. And when I started trying to go down the rabbit hole of the subreddit that is the Gabby Petito case, I was like, I'm overwhelmed. There's so much information, so many things that are unconfirmed, and I don't want to have to wade through it all. So I think if we do cover it, Mikey and I decided we would do it down the road if anything ever comes, like any kind of closure. Like I think the last time I checked a couple days ago, there still wasn't a cause of death. Um, so we're going to wait it out. So Hate us, but love us still for not covering that case. Um, we do send our condolences. She was a beautiful, young, yes. bright, intelligent yes. girl. Um, Absolutely. I think she's definitely getting lots of attention and lots of I do. media coverage. So our little baby podcast, maybe probably, I mean, it's not going to affect the case here in North Hare. So yeah. we're yeah. just not going to do it at this time. Maybe in a year or two, we might change our minds, but- Anywho, we decided to stick with like a spooky theme for October. So there's a bunch of things that have happened in the month of October, true crime wise, alien wise, just like mm -hmm. in our little niche in the macabre niche of the podcast world. So we figured, <coughs> 
excuse me. Yeah, we figured we would go ahead and do that. And we're definitely going to talk about the Zodiac Killer. I don't know if we will do it during this month. It might be closer in November just because it'll most likely be a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to cover the Zodiac, so that is in the very near future. And I definitely want to cover the Toolbox Killers, um, mostly because they are just an interesting crime. It's an interesting case. Um, lots of other podcasts. You know, at have- first, I thought you said Toy Box Killers. Oh, there is. There is a Toy Box Killer and Toolbox Killers. Like, oh, same thing. Jesus. Different cases. That's new. The Toy Box one happened actually in New Mexico, not far from where I live. Um, and he was fucking crazy. That is a very heavy case, but anyway. <laughs> So definitely want to do the toolbox killers because their killing spree actually ended on Halloween night. So we are going to cover them this month. Um, Try to fit part one, at least of the Zodiac in sometime this month and then do part two quickly after. Uh, The other thing that I wanted to cover is I definitely wanted to do like seven days of Halloween. So um. Each episode, I'm going to try to do seven episodes this month in addition to the two cases of the Toolbox Killer and possibly Zodiac, um, where we go through and let's say seven days of Halloween, day one, let's digest and discuss our favorite horror movies. And then we'll just go through them because sometimes in a lot of these horror movies, crazy things happen. Like the dude from The Crow who died because he was using a gun on set and someone had put in like the wrong kind of ammunition or the oh wrong bullet. So he murdered That's crazy. himself. So that was really crazy. And then there's just like childhood actors that were part of scary movies who died weird deaths or were murdered by their parents. So there's just all kinds of crazy stuff. So I figured definitely doing a movie for one of the episodes, like a movie episode themed type of thing. And then definitely weird shit that's happened on Halloween and then come up with like four other fun little episodes. And even if they're only 20 or 30 minute episodes, they'll just be fun and we'll drop them the seven days leading up to Halloween. So that's what we have planned for the month of October. Um, we hope you guys like it. We hope you listen. Um, But yeah, so today I guess we just wanted to check in and say hi. It's been a little over a week since the last time we dropped an episode, which was a play-by-play of what we'll be doing. Yeah, so you'll the last episode we finished with Lori, and she was amazing. We covered. I want her again. Molly Bish case. Yes. So awesome. Right now, I guess. So Lori, if you're listening, get in contact. We should do some more. I agree. Maybe I should reach out to her. We'll see. Because I know she's been pretty busy working the Molly Bish case because there's been... Uh-huh. She got ears. She can hear me and she knows exactly how I'm acting right now. <laughs> so some of the things I wanted to talk about, I figured I would sprinkle in a little bit of eeriness um, to kind of set the tone for the month. So let's just talk about some eerie things that actually happened on Halloween in history. So a couple of these are just like in the world, like in another country. And then the majority of them are here in the U S. So when I was looking up things, I was like, you know, I just feel like October brings out the spookies. Like it just does. 
And I'm always, okay. So let me back it up. Have you ever seen the movie, The House is October Built? No. Okay. You need to watch it. It's on Netflix. So The House is October Built. I I do this thing quite often where I pick like a B-rated movie or a one-star rated movie. And as long as it's horror, I watch it. And I don't remember what this one was rated, but it is now in my top Send me an itinerary. I want to know all the scary movies. I will. So it's now in my top 10 movies that I have to watch during the month of October. And it's a horror film. The basis of this movie is this group of friends, they rent an RV and they do like a road trip during the week of Halloween to hit all of these, what do you call them? What is like, you know, like a speakeasy where it's like a bar, but you have to know someone to know where it's at and like have a password. It's like that, but for haunted houses. So somehow they get on all these forums, kind of like a a Reddit or something, but it's specifically for like haunted houses that are like no holds bar. So they will duct tape your ass to a chair and waterboard you and people run around with blades on the chainsaw and not just a chainsaw without a blade. So it's like hardcore stuff. So it follows them and it's documentary style, kind of like the Blair Witch. But that movie ends up being so fucked up and so crazy. And it got me thinking that fucking crime really does happen on Halloween. Because when you think about it, especially kind of like that one case that Lori mentioned in part two of Molly Bish, where Uh those kids heard someone being murdered on Halloween, but the parents were like, it's Halloween, honey. There's lots of people screaming. Like this movie, The House is October Belt, really made me think that because you could be running around in a corn maze and the dude with the chainsaw decides to put a blade on it because he doesn't give a fuck and really somebody gets murdered and you would never know. You're out in the middle of the desert. It's dark. It's nighttime. There's fake blood and glory everywhere. And like, you hear all of these things and all of these stories about like people accidentally hanging themselves when they're working in haunted houses. So when I started thinking about that movie, I'm like, there has to be other stuff that's happened besides like serial killers. So I kind of Googled some eerie shit that's happened. There's probably a shit ton in Philadelphia. I could think of. I mean, just think about it. When have you ever walked through a haunted house and you've heard someone scream and you think nothing of it? Little do you know somebody's gonna fucking murder. So there's a place, okay? So there's this place up in um, like northern PA called Knobles. Amazing theme park. They do this like haunted uh, theme park, you know, camping ground thing you can go to every year. And it's in the month of October. You know, rates are cheaper. They have Halloween everything themed. Right. Like the whole park is, you know, decorated for Halloween. It's awesome. And we were there for like a week straight, me and a couple of my friends. I had the time of my life. I absolutely loved it. It was the first time I ever like fully camped camps since I was like 12 years old, you know. And we were in campers and tents and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, sitting by a fire or whatnot. So it was very interesting. I absolutely loved it. Will I do it again? Probably not because I hate it. <laughs> Um, and I hate dirt. So, and I hate to shower in those tiny little fucking showers. But anyways, um, they did outside of the park, the town outside the park. Okay. 
the whole town, which is not a lot of people, probably about a couple hundred, maybe 200, um, that whole small little town got together and they set up a haunted house. This haunted house had to have been the scariest place to ever go to in PA. I was more terrified doing that than, you know, walking in a dark alley with a bunch of zombies down the alley. Like, I would have skipped through the zombie alley, but going through this, like, haunted house, I was terrified for my life. They had us sign waivers prior to going in. It was the $30 towards the um, local firehouse and police station, so the money was going to their town anyways which was awesome. And I think we, me and my friends donated like $200, $300 a piece. So, and there was about like 10 of us. Okay. By the time we got to the start of the line, our, our group of 10 turned into a group of two each. And then that group of two each turned into a group of one each. (laughs) We all got mixed into different areas at one point. So like when you first walked into this haunted house, you, it looks like a, you know, kind of crappy haunted house. You're just like, okay, we're walking through, whatever, whatever. Well, everybody goes through a different door one at a time. So you're with a whole nother group, no matter what. And there were 10 different doors and we all got separated and you could hear, I could hear people screaming, but I couldn't even see where I was going. That's how dark it was in this place. So like, even that, that freaks me out. Like what if there was like a real scream yeah, and somebody was being know. killed, you would never know. Because yeah. we're there to see it as as entertainment and an act. Well, and not only that, but Halloween, like you're going there expecting there to be blood and gore and murder and exactly. weapons and all of this stuff. So if you see a dead body that's just thrown in a pile of other mannequins and dead bodies, like no one's going to know about it until the next day. Like that's the whole thing. So this movie is really fucked up because stuff ends up happening to them because obviously they're going to these like no holds bar type of haunted houses and shit. And it ends up just being like a really good movie. And I'm like, damn. So anyway, so that kind of prompted me to just sprinkle in some stuff because some of these things I found I did not know about. Mm -hmm. So did you know that Harry Houdini actually died on Halloween night in 1926. I was like, I knew he died and it was kind of like a thing or like a shit. It really goes over all that though. You know what I mean? Like we hear about Harry Houdini, you know, like I know about him. Yeah. I was obsessed. I was the weird girl in like elementary school that I did like magic tricks. I was super close with my grandpa and I was the first grandchild ever born on either side of the family. So my grandpa like spoiled me for a little bit until my other cousins came along. Um, Rude. Rude grandpa. remember going to the bookstore and I saw this like huge magic kit and my grandpa liked to do magic and it helped him. He had like short-term memory loss. So a lot of the like cognitive things that he did and like memory and which thing is, which, which cup is the ball under stuff like that actually helped him with like, his muscle memory and like strengthening his stuff oh, cool. and the brain. So we would do it all the time. So I was that weird kid and I was just, I became obsessed with like Harry Houdini, but it was so long ago. And I like probably never even looked up the day he died. But anyways, so he died on, yeah, 1926 on actual the day of Halloween. 
he was teaching a bunch of students because by this time in his career, there were people that were like coming to him and like, teach us your ways of escaping and doing all these death defying acts. So he was mm-hmm. teaching some his students like a series of tricks. And he also was like, I'm so strong, you know, like people could punch him. And that's why he was able to contort and like do all these crazy things to get out of like straight jackets and handcuffs, right? So he had told his students, my stomach muscles are just so strong. They can withstand anything, any punch, any hit you can throw me, any blow, my stomach can take it. So of course, like all of these people are like, no way, that's that's a lie. So his students come up and they start hitting him. Well, he actually had a small case of appendicitis at the time and like didn't know about it. And in the process of his students beating on his stomach as hard as they could, it actually caused his appendix to rupture. And when your appendix bursts, you have like minutes to get to the hospital and start getting taken care of. So all the boil and talk, not boil, bile and toxins and shit flooded his system and he became septic and that's why he ended up dying. I mean, think about it. It was 1926. So them taking care of like and doing an appendectomy and like getting that shit taken care of like was probably slim to none anyways. But that's why he died. And he died on Halloween night. That's crazy. That's like a fluke accident. Yeah. The other thing was I didn't realize War of the Worlds was so old. So in 1938, it says Hollow's Eve which most people call All Hallows' Eve Halloween. And then in a couple other reports and sites, it said on Halloween Eve, like 1030 instead of 1031. (coughs) Excuse me. So I don't know if it was on October 30th or October 31st. But either way, War of the Worlds was a play at the time. And it was being also broadcast on the radio, kind of like how they used to do like other TV shows and stuff or whatnot. And people didn't know about it. And it wasn't really popular at the time as a play. So one of the opening lines is Martians have invaded New Jersey. So of course people are hearing this on the radio at the time when you listen <laughs> to the radio or broadcast and people were freaking out. Pandemonium started happening. And later, obviously, it was like, no, no, it was a radio play of the play War of the Worlds by Orson Welles. It's about Martians invading New Jersey. Like, it's okay. It didn't really happen. But for like days, people were just going crazy because they were listening to all this stuff and they didn't understand what was going on. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Well, I I mean, I would be worried because a lot of crazy shit does happen in New Jersey. Right? And I guess Mm -hmm. at the time, in 1938, over 12 million people were listening to the radio when the radio play hit the airwaves. So I was like, dang, that's pretty crazy. Um, I was just thinking of like, because my Nana was born in 1932, so she would have been six. So I'm just trying to think of like people like her and like my grandparents being children, hearing, Martians have invaded New Jersey. Like... Like, I just feel so bad. Like, how horrible. 
but at least the play got popular then, right? Right. <laughs> the other thing I saw was um, the dictator, Mussolini, organized the very first parade on Halloween uh, in 1922 that showed how strong the fascist party was becoming. Um, thousands and thousands of men stormed into the streets um, in the Piazza del Quirinale in Rome. I probably butchered that. Um, and they all showed up in black shirts in support of the fascist movement. And I saw some pictures and it's That's very cool. ominous. It looks very ominous. Like really? I would have been like, death is about to knock on some doors. So that was kind of cool. It was known as the March on Rome and it happened on Halloween in 1922. Another thing is we all know the son of Sam, David Berkowitz, which is something I also want to cover. Um, he's just an interesting person. But anyways, David Berkowitz at the time, <coughs> excuse me, guys, I promise I'm not dying. He was in jail for his heinous crimes, and he was actually at Attica Correctional Facility, which is in upstate New York. He had predicted a murder. He said, there's going to be a cult. They're going to murder a couple. This couple's going to live in an apartment. And he drew the layout of the apartment to a T. Like there wasn't a detail that went missed. And he's like, they're going to be beaten to death and shot. And I just want you to know, it got written off as just like some made up shit. They're like, whatever, this is a serial killer. He's in jail. He's probably just trying to give us some information to shave time off of his like sentence, whatever. Well, little did they know. On the early morning of Halloween in 1981, 39-year-old Ronald Sisman and 20-year-old Elizabeth Platzman um, were in their Manhattan apartment home. They ended up being beaten and shot to death. Berkowitz literally described that crime, and it's not really clear to anyone if it was just a coincidence or if he really knew what happened. And to this day... 40 years later, it is still unsolved. Nobody get knows the, get what out. happened. Get out. I swear. So I'm thinking I want to try to cover that one and see like. Get out, dude. Out. Nobody has solved that case yet? No. And I'm like, why didn't you go back to Berkowitz and be like, how do you know this? Who is the cult? Where did you get this information? Like, he's like, I tried telling you and you fucking wrote me off. So now I'm not going to talk. See, that's the, that's the thing. That's the sad thing is that. Sometimes they have to do that if the, the story sounds so crazy that it couldn't be possible. And it's like, you could have caught that killer. You could have caught that mm -hmm. group, you know, and all these people are dead. Like, yeah. there's probably more, you know. And now with all this media shit going on, we don't, we don't fucking know. Yeah. Mm -mm. So I definitely That's want to crazy. cover that case. 41 years. Yeah, well, 40 years to the day. So on Halloween this year, since it was 81, It'll be this 41. year is the 40th anniversary. So right, that might be cool to try to cover. That's Maybe that could be yeah. one of our we, seven we days of Halloween. That. Yeah, we should that'd do cool. that. The other thing um, that's a pretty widely known case is back in 1974 on Halloween, little eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien died. He ended up getting some poisoned candy. I don't know if y'all remember 
but we, and I mean, we still do it now, so you probably do, but some people I've told this to and they're like, what? (laughs) But when we were little, like people gave out individual candies, right? And they would give you like popcorn that they just popped in their kitchen and make yeah. popcorn balls and all of this Oh my stuff. God, we used to Everything get candy. Cool. We used to get candy corn flavored um, cupcakes and all kinds of crazy shit when we were. Yeah. Yeah. So in like the seventies and eighties, weird shit like this started happening where like during the holidays, little kids would just die or you'd find razor blades, drugs, all kinds of shit. Right. Yeah. So for a good, like 20 or 30 years, that was just, the process. You took your kids trick-or-treating and if it wasn't something that was prepackaged from a factory, you ripped it open and you checked it before you gave it to them, right? Mm-hmm. And people stopped doing baked goods and popcorn and apples and candy apples and stuff like that. Well, this little boy, Timothy, he went through his little day, went trick-or-treating, and then right before he went to bed, he asked his dad if he could have a piece of candy, one piece of candy. And his dad's like, sure. So he picked the giant pixie stick. Maybe it was a regular one because I saw conflicting reports. But you know those huge giant pixie sticks, if that's the case, they're like two feet long or a yard long or something. Yeah. And he ate some of it and he went to bed and he ended up dying. And when they did the autopsy, they ended up concluding that it was from candy who had been poisoned with cyanide. And a year later, they actually ended up finding out it was his dad who poisoned the candy. His dad was in like some financial trouble, had took out a life insurance policy on his fucking eight-year-old son and poisoned him with Halloween candy. Yeah. How I want to know how you can live with yourself. For eight years, you took care of that child and you decided to put it as a check at that point now? Eight years, you decided that eight years was enough. Yeah, and I saw that there was a few other little weird things like that where, like, kids died after eating candy and it this was something like, you. This is why I think I I legit follow this 110%. No matter what, the hospitals, when they get a patient in that, you know, is pregnant or, you know, they, they're in to do a pregnancy test or whatever, or they say they're pregnant, they need to do a psychiatric test on them first. To see if they're capable of wanting to have a child and be able to raise a child. Like, this is where our future is going to have to go to. People that accidentally have kids, you know, don't want to get abortions, but, you know, want to try and raise this child and actually can't raise the child because they're psychologically, there's something wrong with them. You know, that to me is what they should be doing. But that's just my point of view. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know where his mother was or if she was in the picture or not, but... I couldn't find much information about the mom. Um, so yes, yeah, so I thought that was pretty crazy. And that then... is crazy. Though. I didn't know that. I just knew like kids were being poisoned with candy, and I didn't know the whole case behind it. But that's fucking crazy. Yeah, his dad's is name crazy. is Ryan Ronald. So he was known as like the man who killed Halloween. Like ever since that happened. Checking Pretty much a lot. Was like a lot of restrictions went up. A lot of restrictions went. Up. I know in PA, they had given us a curfew when I was at the age of twelve. They were like, "Nope, you guys have to be in at a at you know nine o'clock." Nobody started trick or treating until nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So it Another was like thing. you know really odd. 
Yeah, it was definitely really odd. And the other thing too is like you used to just go trick-or-treating by yourself. Hell mm-hmm. no, that's not going to happen. Now your parents walk with you door to door. You don't go inside someone's house that you don't know. Oh, I like, used to go with a group happen. of friends. I used to go with a group of friends. But think of it this way. like Us being 12 years old and we're a group of friends, That us 12-year-olds are not going to know what to do at that point, you know? Yeah. Uh, if there was a parent there or somebody there walking with us, then yeah, safety first. All I gotta say, safety yeah. first, because crazy shit. Like you know, child goes missing, and how are they supposed to know where they were seen or when they were seen? You know. Yeah. Exactly. Especially during Halloween, like all the crazy shit happens. You know, and it's really weird because like we ignore a lot of the shenanigans that we do on Halloween. Like I literally was driving through my brother's. um, This is like such a creepy story, but I was driving through my brother's uh, neighborhood where he lives and he doesn't live too far. He's about 30 minutes away from my house. And I just got done speaking to him and I was driving home. So I'm driving through taking the longest way possible. God knows why. And as I took this route, I had to have seen maybe five of the same costume just standing in not the street but on the on the grass on the side yeah waving me in to go into this little area mind you they were all men so yes i probably would have but the fact that they had what looked like an actual butcher's knife in their hand and a mask over their face really freaked me out so i was like no that's no a bad idea yeah hello michael myers jason Voorhees. exactly and every time i would go up the road there was another one dressed exactly the same doing the same thing and at first i was like is this like a joke is somebody like but they are so lifelike when i pulled up to the last one it was an actual person and me i shouldn't have never pulled up and said hey are you actually real but no my dumb ass goes ahead and does that and i said to him i was like are you all in on this and he's like what do you mean the guy did not know what i was talking about it's <laughs> funny i at first like, thought stupid. he's joking and he's like what do you mean and i said well, there's four other, there's three other people down there that are doing the same thing. He's like, what are you, like, waving you in? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, we, I'm, I, he said he was doing a haunted house right up the street, which there was a haunted house right up the street. Now, I'm driving through my brother's neighborhood, which is like, I, I've taken the long way. So on my right is like a creek. It's woods. It's just all woods, and there's a creek down there. And I know a lot of people party down there, and a lot of people do a lot of shit down there. But that was just fucking creepy. And the guy didn't even know. Or he was a fibber and just trying to add to the spooky illusion. True. But, like that too. But I knew the haunted house, and the guy that was there was, I guess, family of theirs. So... It was just really, really strange yeah. and odd Freaking to bizarre. So even go through the something last like little that. tidbit of Halloween spoopiness um, is our toolbox killers. So if you don't know who the toolbox killers are, um, it was a pair of dudes. Shirley Ledford was their last victim. 
very unattractive dudes, mind you. Yeah, they are very unattractive. But Shirley Ledford was their fifth, I want to say. We'll get into more detail. Yes, the fifth and final victim um, for the toolbox killer. This is the one that died on Halloween. Yes. Right. So what Lawrence and Roy used to do was they had this old creepy van. And this is where the stigma of the creeper in the white van luring you in or tossing you candy comes from. Because (laughs) they had a panel van and they would pick up hitchhikers. They, if I can remember correctly, because my notes aren't loading, um, they were like in the California area. So they would drive up and down like the roads that led to like the beaches or where the beaches were nearby. And at the time, like hitchhiking was still a big thing. You know, people would hitchhike and especially, I mean, it was 1979 when they were doing all this stuff. So they would pick up hitchhikers, they would lure these girls, and then they would get them in the back of their van and they would torture them with tools that you would typically find in a toolbox, whether it was a screwdriver, a hammer, they'd use duct tape and all kinds of stuff like that. And they were just absolute fucking pigs. Um, And after they tortured Shirley, unfortunately, they threw her body on a stranger's lawn. And... It says it's a stranger, but it's not really. So if I remember the details correctly from the case, and we will talk about it in the episode, but the person whose lawn they left Shirley's body on was someone who one of the assholes had like dated or gone out with or got shunned by. Like I think they liked this lady and they kind of hit on her or maybe wanted to date her or tried to lure her in the van. Something happened and they were rejected by this person. So once they tortured Shirley and they were done with her, they're like, we're going to fucking throw her in the street. Cause that was the other thing. They would leave these bodies out to be found. They were just arrogant pricks like that. And one of them was like, See, that's how you get caught. That's how you get caught. When you, when you leave your evidence, yeah. When you so leave one of them was evidence. like, I know where we're going to do it. That fucking bitch, so-and-so, let's drive by her house and just toss him on the lawn. So that's what they did. And unfortunately, poor Shirley, she ended up being their final victim on Halloween when they murdered her. So that's a their whole crime spree is just so interesting to me from a psychological standpoint mm-hmm. and bizarre Obviously, they ended up getting caught because someone who knew them um, ended up turning them in and giving evidence that led to their arrest and stuff. But it's just a crazy, from a psychological standpoint, serial killers and stuff just like make me go, huh? (laughs) You know, like, huh? What? What happened there? Why would you go to somebody who shunned you and dump a dead body on that person's lawn? And why would you talk about things to your friends? Like you never trust anyone. Like that's just a rule in life. Like, especially if you're a shady motherfucker, because you're going to do something sometime and someone's going to piss you off and they know everything. I'm sorry. The (laughs) two of them are probably the most stupidest murderers I've ever had a chance to read about. Yeah, they definitely weren't like a genius type of serial killer, no. you know? Like they weren't refined by any Like means. they just got lucky is what I want to say. They just got lucky. Yeah. But so, anywho, like I was saying, because of their van and them luring people, 
once they started their crime spree, then that kind of been, that became like their MO, right? They had the van, they were a pair of dudes, they would offer people rides to that were hitchhiking. So when these crimes started happening and there were, I think one or two people who got away from them and they reported, yeah, you know, they were driving this panel van and they offered to like, give me a ride and blah, blah, blah. So then the police are like, okay, we need to let people know if someone approaches you in a van, you fucking say no, no matter if they have candy or not, like stay away from the van and the creepy dudes driving it. So yeah, that's where that stigma came from. And many people. It's funny because now that stigma really isn't a stigma. It's used as a joke in every community. (laughs) Karina's dad literally used to own a white creepy van that had like no windows to haul like dirt bikes and merchandise. And then he owned a sprinter van, like the Mercedes. He can haul me over there. But people would always like make fun of him if he was ever driving it. And then especially if it was a day where he, like, picked up Rena from school. She's, like, this little kid sitting in this white, creepy van. Get out. Like, it was Get like, out. People would give him shit all the time and, like, look at him sideways at the gas station. It was funny. And twice, her elementary school, when we lived on the east side, sent out a PSA, like, hey, the students were on a field trip at such and such park today. And a couple of students and the teacher and the TA noticed that there was a couple of men in a white van that were hanging about. Um, They had tried to talk to a couple of the kids and the teacher asked them to please not do that, that, you know, blah, blah, blah. So just be on the lookout since the field trip was down the street from the school. Maybe if your kids walk home, pick them up. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) people in a white van are trying to pick up elementary kids? What? I told Rena, I was like, you're not taking the bus home today. I, like had them call her into the office so I could talk to her when that happened. But yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. That's crazy. So yes, it is a joke still, but like, it's still also kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's used in every community though. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter what community you're a part the ghetto, of. Or who the you're suburbs, are. Yeah. yeah. Gay, straight, bisexual, lesbians, whatever. I know lesbians, they be trying all kinds of shit with them creepy little vans. Don't even get me started. I watched the TikTok video. I know it all, girl. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, anyways, guys, that was 45 minutes of your time that you just gave to us. I love we it. We appreciate it so, so much. We hope you enjoyed our little banter. I don't know that it was a shenanigans. Talk. It was just a banter shenanigans episode with a little sprinkling of some spooky shit and facts. And keep your eyes out for your ears. <laughs> keep your eyes open and your ears closed. Opener. <laughs> oh, it just keeps getting better. It does it doesn't end. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. So anyways, we missed you, little couch detectives. We're chow, back. Chow. Yeah, we're back. We have a plan. There's episodes coming. Hello to all the new little tchotchkes that we've got that have been listening. I know, right? You guys are amazing, too. We love you. Keep listening. And yell at Mikey to get more active on the Twitter. Yeah, we're going to update the Instagram, do some stuff. Might do a giveaway. Ideas, ideas, ideas. I have a product that I'm going to put in my Etsy shop. And since it's kind of spooky in October related, and it could relate to our seven days of Halloween, I do a little giveaway. 
We're getting a lot more followers on Twitter and we've had a lot of site like site hits for our actual website and podcast stuff. So maybe we might do a little giveaway of a Tumblr, like a spooky serial killer themed Tumblr. And Mikey's already on TikTok right now. So anyways, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Chill now.